Blog Talk Radio. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. That's right. This is not a test. It's the real thing. It's the ChristCast 2020. My name is Jason Dyes alongside Kiki Culpepper. And here we are well, back into the yeah. book of the Bible. Back to our regular, regular, regular scheduled yes, program. Absolutely. Back to regular scheduled program after the holiday break. And uh, found out it's yet another book of the Bible that I cannot spell. I always want to put two L's. There's only one L in Colossians, as I learned. Welcome to the club of not knowing. Yes, I'm terrible, stuff. terrible at spelling. But one thing I'm good at doing is remembering the intro and remembering to say it's two generations with one mission and here we are well this is going to be a really really interesting book of the bible mostly because a lot of bible historians don't really believe the apostle paul wrote it however Mm. hmm, however Mm. we're going to talk about that and how when you really break it down it's very very likely that the apostle paul did write it and you know i love having my own little pet theories about the bible so we're going to talk about that but first um we talked off the air we, we want to do a rant show. At some yes. point, we're going to do a show. We're just going to unload. We're going to say... There's a, there's a lot of weird <laughs> a lot of stuff we that we could talk about. Um, we're going to be nice about it. But still, yeah. we all have... An, we're, all, we're free people. We're As American before. citizens. You know, Kiki can't vote yet, but no. she'll be able to in November. It's so, going to be a while. It'll but. be a while. But uh, we're, I think we're entitled to our opinions, and we both have them. Freedom Pretty strong of opinion. That's right. Freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. And so, but one of mine that I continue to run across is that I was, um, I was reminded this week about somebody that I used to work with. This goes back three or four years. Oh. And they asked me to run in a 5K for a particular cause, and I said I didn't want to. Hmm. Now, it had nothing to do with the cause it had everything to do with the fact that I don't enjoy driving five kilometers. I'm certainly not going to. <laughs> run that. Your grandfather. I've run it. Yes, before. I know you have, and, and you're a good runner. But you and your grandfather was here. He asked me what sports did I do in high school. One of them was track and field. I did two miles, and as you know, that is eight is times around the football field. A 5K is even I, longer than that. And I I'm like, would much rather do cross country than track because you're looking at different scenery. Yes, at least exactly. Be eight times around. It's not. It's not pleasant. But anyway, we. I guess what I'm trying to say is we can't care about every cause. We can't care about everything. The save the baby seals, save the baby whales. This group, that group. And you it, can't 100% everything. Absolutely right. And that's okay. That's absolutely right. And I, the person I was talking to finally realized that. Um, I told you I've been doing sort of an in-family, in-friend ministry, trying to get people to go to church. And it's just something that came up. And that's something we're going to talk about when we do the ranch show. Before we get to the book of Colossians, however, I want to send a quick shout-out to my buddy Owen Flanagan. He remembers you. Um, he graduated from Cross with your sister it's Maddie. Yeah. You would know him. He does a small group out at Oakwood. He's a young guy, and he's putting together some really cool uh, activities out of the church. And I think that's exactly what the church needs, new approaches to getting young people into the church and getting involved in the church. So a big-time shout-out to Owen. All right, well, here we are going back into the books of the Bible chronologically because it's such a good idea. Yes. Um, This is something that the Apostle Paul is dealing with, you know, 
many, many 2,000 years ago. This is way before we could have ever thought about these issues. And yet we're still trying to explain who Jesus is to this community and even for the communities in the future because if we don't know who Jesus is, they're definitely not going to know. And look at us. We can speak into this little microphone here and the show can be heard anywhere in the world and you have to remember what they're dealing with. You know, the Apostle Paul is out there trying to write these letters or having he's them dictated. So hard. And there's no technology. There's no way to pick up the phone and say, hey, get me that. I say he's doing a pretty good job. He did do a great job. He changed the world in a pair of flip-flops. And so we're going to talk about this church um, that he's founded. There are some things going off the rails, as they are wont to do. There's always things and going something off the rails. Always They're sinners. Yes, and so we're going to talk about the Book of Colossians, and we're going to do it all right after this. image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things were created by him and for him. Hmm, kind of explains it. Let's talk about, first of all, where we are and why that passage is so important. Right now, the, the city, Coloss, which isn't there anymore, Coloss. by the way, uh, Colossus is, is about 60 miles from Ephesus, from the book of Ephesians. We're in which about... a few days' walk from yes, the Yes, 120 bed. miles. That's not like you get in your, your Uber and head on over. You just head over. Yes, over it nice takes a trip. while. Um, We're about 56 AD... And it's around there. We never know exactly. Never know exactly. Frame. We're not so we love, here. We love the ish. And, of course, who wrote the book? We all say Paul wrote the book while he was in prison in Rome, but he had some help from another friend called Timothy helping out there, making sure the letters get where they need to. Because being in prison, you can't always supervise that kind of stuff. There's no FedEx box there in the Roman prison. No, there's no UPS either. (laughs) And that's why I think... That's why I believe this this book was written by Paul in in prison. He's in Rome, and I think when he's writing this letter for the first time, he's beginning to realize what his destiny is going to be, that he's not going to go back out to these churches, that he is going to be put to death at some point in Rome, as he is outside the yeah. walls of Rome um, in a few years. And I think that is coloring the way he's writing, the way it would if you wake up in the morning, you feel differently than you do when you're heading out to soccer yeah. practice. I think it has to color the way you explain things. And this book is... It's just the mental attitude you have going into yeah. these different things. He was, even though he knew he was gonna, he's in prison and he knows that he's going to be put to death, he knows his mindset's in the right place, worshiping God, trying yeah. to still recruit people while in prison. He has a better mindset than any of us almost ever could. I was just going to say that. You know, he, he look what he's facing. He's optimistic. He's trying to encourage these churches where people today get bogged down, myself included, bills and life and stuff like that with you. It might be homework and, you know, schoolwork and stress of, of school and stuff like that, rounding out your senior year. Well, the book is broken down into two parts. Here's what's happening in Coloss. In the church in Coloss, they're beginning to say, that Jesus, while he might have been a great messenger, might have been a great preacher, might have been a great teacher, he's is no, not God. He's not God. 
which of course is false. not true. It's false. This is the big idea of the book. Fake news indeed. Fake news. Jesus is God on earth. Full stop. No argument. No debate. I know it can be hard to conceptualize, but the physical body of Jesus is not anywhere on earth. We can't go excavate that grave. He did ascend into heaven. He was right there at the moment. Why are you doubting an eyewitness report? Yes, and the fact that all these guys, Paul included, weren't afraid to die over it. People do not die for, for a lie. lie. Never happens, never We talked well. about all these different points a while back about how these different points say these are the reasons why people believe it and why it's so hard to disprove it because there's scientific fact, there's eyewitness reports, Archaeology. Yeah. outsider reports even contributing mm-hmm. to it. And that was one of our points saying, would you die for a lie? And you wouldn't. You absolutely would not. So the first book is a, the first part of the book is saying, hey, Jesus is God from the scripture we just read. And the only reason we're not doing citations is because we want you to go read this go book. Read it's book. really a really beautiful book of the Bible. I love that. He is the image of the invisible God. Image in terms of our ability to see him. That's how God came to earth to be with us. But that is God on earth. And of course, the second half. The second half is how we are supposed to act and treat one another. This is kind of the going out and our, the action part that yeah. Paul is trying to communicate to us. And as Christians, we need to say Jesus was a Christian. It's in the name Christian <laughs> yeah. Christ. Um, in, in our context, he's not a Christian, yeah. but we were. I mean, he was a, a, a Jewish subject, a Roman citizen. Their when, version of Christian right. is a different version of Christian, but it's still yeah. worshiping Jesus slash right. God slash the Holy Same Spirit thing. the, Holy in the whole way. Absolutely right. And this is the this is the thing about this. This book gets into so many things about how we're supposed to conduct ourselves, how we're actually supposed to look to do business with other Christians, to support other Christians. And, and of course, you heard in the intro, although we use salty kind of differently. Yeah. Now, if Kiki says, Jason, don't be salty, she's saying... Don't be mad all the time don't or be don't mad. hold on yes. to that. Don't hold on to stuff. In his day, when they say seasoned with salt, it meant seasoned with flavor, seasoned with meaning and, and stuff passion. like that. And passion. And passion and stuff like that. So how do we apply this today? Well, I'm sitting next to somebody who can <laughs> do something I can't do. She could actually cook creme brulee. The Christian faith is not supposed to be combined with any other religion. You can't be... All or nothing. All or nothing. And I know that sounds dogmatic. I know that sounds narrow-minded, but there's a reason for it. You can't have semi-Christian... It can't be Christian faith with a little bit of Buddhism tossed in, or a little bit of Hindu, or a little you atheism. Po- pit pick out different things. Oh, saying, I like this from this religion and this from this religion, and I'm just going to make my own little pie. We've got a church like that here in New Braunfels now. The Unitarian Church just opened up over near where I used to get my hair cut, and I called and just asked them what it was about, you know, in a very non-confrontational way. Do you believe in Jesus? Well, we believe he existed, but not that he was I'm like, boy, you really need to read this book of the Bible. Um, they they fuse together all different spiritual things and mystical things, and that's that's not Christianity. That's not a Christian church, nor do they say that they're a Christian church. But as I put it, metaphorically speaking, and as Kiki will attest, <laughs> you don't put garlic in creme brulee. That, creme brulee is actually very simple ingredients-wise, but it is complicated to keep right. But garlic's not part of it, is garlic it? Garlic is not part of it. But that's kind of an easy metaphor. It's like getting into 
Christianity and getting into the Bible is very easy and it's very simple. But kind of keeping that and consistently going with it is very hard. Kiki, improving on my metaphor here on the Christcast 2020 podcast. And so, although you don't put garlic and creme brulee, the other big message in Colossians is... You don't get mad if somebody accidentally does it or purposely does it, but you need to show compassion to the people that do do it that way and kind of gently guide them to teaching them the right way of how to do it. As we finish up these last 16 episodes, I've been thinking about all the little things that we've had on this show. We used to have these little pranks, like the, the Big Bang Box, uh, which I don't even know where it is. So if, if the Big Bang Box goes yet. off, That's all we know. We, then I'll apologize. I was wrong about everything. I'll retract everything I've said. But we had this box called the Big Bang Box that if there's a Big Bang and it goes off in this box, we'll renounce our Christianity on that day yeah. and agree with Stephen Hawking and all those other knuckleheads. Nothing's exploded yet. It so. hasn't happened yet, but along the way we've had some, you know, gags like that, and we've also met some people along the way, and one of them that I thought about when I was reading that was your old friend, Allison Carl, the oh, infamous yes. Miss Carl. Carl. And she said that about, you demonstrate the existence of God and the power of Jesus Christ when you talk to people who don't believe with grace. You don't get mad at them because they put garlic in the creme brulee. You're patient and you're compassion, compassionate. And I think that's what the second half of the book is all about. So, wrapping it up, Jesus was God. Jesus I, was I know God. It's, don't deny it. It's, Just go with there's it. There's no debate about that. And if you meet somebody who doesn't believe that... That's okay. Take your time. Take your time. Be kind. Be friendly. Be compassionate. Invite them to church. (laughs) Invite them to church. Do something. Buy them a Bible. Um, Whatever it takes. Make a relationship with them first, then gently guide them towards church. Because immediately forcing, say, you should go to church with me. That's going to not make a a very good first impression. It it took Paul a lot of years to convert Rome from the most pagan city on earth to the central focus point of the Christian church on earth. Uh, It might take us a few uh, visits or talks with people who aren't interested in going to church. But hey... There's a blueprint for doing all of it. It's in the New Testament. We're going to work our way through all of it. Um, Mm. But I highly recommend, I know I skimmed through the book of Deuteronomy and Numbers (laughs) and Leviticus, but I read this one from the first word to the last word. And with little study notes, it's actually a very, very beautiful book to read. So until next week, my name is Jason Dyes alongside Kiki Culpepper. And to God be the glory. There ain't no practice runs in life.